I'm going to record, so I'll have this right here. Who's blessed this morning? Amen. Who's filled with God's spirit this morning? I think the little for my brother Kentucky being here this morning. I'm sorry I didn't see you. But your visitor, what's his name? Poste. Poste? Poste. Amen. God bless you, man. Good to have you here this morning. Amen. Be comfortable. <laughs> yes. Visitors, but visitors, welcome the visitors. Good to see you, brother Kentucky. It's been, it's been a while. So if you could, like I said, just give me a minute. I'm going to uh, open up the, oh, my iPad's upside down. Open up some scriptures. Um, yesterday, uh, I, you know, my old church I was going to in. Uh, okay, sure. Thank you. Now we're ready. The antiseptic. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me not. Okay, never mind. I, I guess I could. I could always cut and paste late, later. Um, since I'm not recording my video, that's actually making me a little bit more relaxed where I don't have to worry about if I'm looking all over or out of the view of the frame of the camera and things like that. Um, what I was gonna say is uh, yesterday, um, I'm still part of the intercessory team in Sacramento at my old church at the South Sacramento Christian Center. And I consider that an honor. There's some very seasoned prayer uh, intercessors there that I've been a part of and that I've known for a little over six years. Well, they asked me to speak yesterday, so I shared a word on gentleness, the warfare of gentleness as a fruit of the Spirit. And, you know, sometimes if we think we know what word God's going to use to defend in this season, most of the time we're going to understand we don't have it right. And we, it, we, crit we have to critically understand that the Holy Spirit will guide us for this time, for this time. Everything he tells you will line up with the word of God. It will line up with the truths of God. He's not going to tell you something far-fetched and way out about something you cannot back up in the word of God. So talking about gentleness, I'm just going to share just a little bit about that because it blessed me so much. And what the Lord revealed is gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit it's strength wrapped in love and righteousness. Yes. So it's just like if a patient needs to take some medicine, but the medicine is very strong, it's, it's, it doesn't taste good. See, a lot of times what God wants to give us doesn't taste good. That's right. he do, it doesn't taste good. But I remember working patient care and I would have the applesauce and I would put the medicine in the applesauce and then there are the patients open and wide ready to receive that sweet applesauce, but they didn't know what was inside the applesauce was that medicine they needed. Whatever it, would, whatever it was, the antibiotic or the pain pill or whatever, whatever the doctor prescribed. And so if we can forward into today where we're talking about this season of demonic activity going up and the occult activity going up and people being very bold about their representation for the powers of darkness and they're not hiding it anymore and a lot of the mask and the costumes are coming off because the devil has been busy building up an audience and building up a, an army of people who are open and willing to have the devil use them to do whatever he wants in this season. 
So here he comes with candy wrapped in all kind of wrappers and tricks and he's got all these things and here we come with the power and the blood and the 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 message of salvation and baptism actually put in the old you to rest put in the the i say it like this put in the old you out of its misery some sometimes People need to be put out of their misery. I at one time had to be put out of my misery. And that's when the Lord pulled me in. And I began to realize just how much of the world I was wearing on me. It was wearing on me from from my inside to how I look to the makeup I put on my face to the way I wore my hair to how I clothed my body to what my spirit man put on and what he didn't put on. And layers upon layers upon layers I was wearing and I was the enemy's costume. And he's looking for a costume today. He comes wearing a costume, but he wants you to put on that costume today. He wants you to get dressed up like a fool so he can clown you. When children want to dress up, they think it's fun to dress up like a clown. I want to see the movie It. I like being scared. I remember when I was younger, I loved just to be afraid. Ooh, that movie didn't scare me. I want to be scared. Why? See, that's one of the deceptions that even watching movies and opening ourselves up to just jump because we want a thrill. The world will get you jumping for real. Remember Crisscross? They made you jump, but they made you put your clothes on backwards. And there was everybody turning their clothes on backwards, turning their... The world is foolish. I don't know if Hannah and Josh remember that. I said, oh, us, us 70s and 80s, and, you know, we came up in some times. We wore plastic clothes. We had backwards clothes, and we were shaving our eyebrows. Lord have mercy. Like I said, the old us had to be put to rest. <laughs> Baptism is necessary. Going down and coming up is necessary. See, I didn't mean, God is so good because, you know, he had to teach me because I love preaching and prophesying because I love casting out devils. My background of where God pulled me and put a mantle of deliverance and inner healing because that's where he brought me from and he said I'm going to call you to the people who've been left by the wayside the ones that the devil beat down and bloodied up and tore up from the floor up and dropped them in their own blood and left them there those are the ones I'm calling you to some of them are filled of demons some of them are so broken hearted and I'm like man why but as I learned and the Lord began to teach me what a blessing because I can't take care of anybody in their own blood. I can't do anything for anybody broken. I can't do anything. I'm not a doctor, but I know the great physician. And he taught me, you know, uh, for, for, for some of you who don't know, and I'm not trying to brag, please don't think that. But I used to be an army medic 
years ago, I was, I was half my size. No, I'm just joking. But seriously, you had to be really fit and strong because the pack you would wear, you not only had to carry your M16 and all the other gear, but you also had to carry your medic bag. So in addition to what all the other soldiers carry, the medic had to carry the, 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 the shots, the morphine, all those other things that if someone went down, there you were being the doctor in the field. So a medic is like a field doctor. And as God began to show me about ministry and deliverance and, and being set free, I, I mean, let me tell you the truth. I was in church for a long time, demonically oppressed, sitting right up in the church, still bound, still struggling, no, no, no real power in my life. Falling in and out of sin, still in bondage, still in addiction, still in this, still in that, still listening for the enemy. Is that the enemy knocking on the door? Let me go see what he has. We know what he has, but I was going to that door, letting them in my heart. So as God was dealing with me um, with this word today, and I'm sharing background because I think it's important to give you a little bit of context on um, where this word is going and I, I was really I had this word put together a couple of weeks ago maybe a few weeks ago after I'd already talked to pastor and the Lord was saying okay the season's changing and he was letting me know even with preaching the word he said today you get to preach the word but I want you to preach the word I want you to prophesy the word I want you to speak some life into the atmosphere because this is what my people need today and if any of you are familiar with the, the story of uh, Moses striking the rock where water flow, flew, flowed, excuse me, water flowed from the rock. The first time Moses took the, the rod and he hit it and water flowed from the rock. How many of you knew that? Anybody heard of that? But how about the next time? There was another time when water flowed from the rock. What did God tell Moses to do the second time? The second time he said, speak to the rock. This is a season we're going into where we need to get our speaking together because it's about God being glorified and we are going to be out of position to actively walk in our own power. We're going to have to fully depend on the power of God in this season. We saw it already. God put us. He allowed us to be quarantined for a while. He allowed us to be locked up in the house with our family. Some came together, others went apart. But those who had the blood on the doorpost of their home, the enemy of destruction and death could not come into that house. And with this trick or treat season, this is what the devil is trying to do. He's knocking at your door and he's trying to let you open the door so he can come in. Because he needs to get just what? A foothold. He needs to get a foothold. So that's the background. I want to give honor to God. Amen. I thank him for my life. I thank him for the life he gave me. I do not reject my presence in this planet. I am powerful in this planet. I am here to bring damage to the kingdom of darkness. I am here to be bold in the Lord and walk in the confidence that God has given me. I am not a follower. I am following Christ. 
He's the one that guides me in everything I am. And if anybody knows where he brought me from and the life I live, even as a child, you would know it's nothing but the grace and mercy of God that has me standing here today following the Lord. I also want to give God honor for my husband who's at home right now working on my childhood home that I mainly grew up in, working hard, demolition and all this other stuff. I went over there for a few minutes. I, I can't breathe over here. It's too much stuff flying in the air. But anyway, I thank God that he supports the ministry. He understands it now because I had to stop fighting him. I don't have to fight anybody for what God has called me to do. I just have to walk in it. But I thank God for teaching me to walk in gentleness with my own husband. And there was the fruit. Now he's eating that applesauce, (laughs) y'all. He sits there now and wants to hear. And he's like to take in the word. And, you know, now when I'm on the prayer line, he's sitting there listening, quoting scripture. And you just don't know where God has brought us from. So and then I want to give honor to pastor and first lady Sandra. I thank you all for your faithfulness throughout the years. You you all are some some of God's best, in my opinion. Um, And. I I know I was away for some years, but you know what? God never cut us off because once you're related, you related. Y'all stuck with me. (laughs) And I thank God for my brother. I'm not trying to stretch the time out, but sometimes we just got to take our time and let God do what he's going to do. I'm not going to be here up up here long. That's not my plan. And I'm going to get this word out. I don't want to rush it. But uh, open up your Bibles and uh, go to the book of Proverbs 29, 18. My brother's in the house, if y'all didn't know. My brother, my big brother, Tiggy. Oops, I mean Andre. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back, brother Eric in the back. Appreciate you, all the service, even what you've done in the local Yuma community. Your work's not forgotten, and God's going to honor everything you said no to that was from the enemy. He's got that tucked away, and he's making a, a work behind the scenes for you. Proverbs what? 29.18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision or revealing, the people perish. The enemy wants us to be blind and he wants the people to not be able to see what's going on. This is hence the costume of it all. So we need the enemy's plots, disguises, and walls to be exposed. So today that's the plan to talk and reveal about what the enemy does and how the veil of darkness can cover us even in our own heart. I'm not going to go into all the scriptures, but I'm going to go into some of them. So what really came to my heart in this word of the costumes of Satan is the tone of an abuser. Um, and if you ever seen and, and, it's, and I don't know if it's just me, it's kind of warm in here. It's kind of warm up here. But um, have you ever seen an abuser? Or someone who's been abused for a long time where they actually become timid and they're looking around, looking for the abuser, looking for the perpetrator, someone who's been in something traumatic like a rape or attack or uh, something else, something other, uh, where they've been really broken down, beat down. And now whenever they see uh, that perpetrator, they're timid, they won't speak up and it carries on into their life. And. This is what the enemy is like. He, he, he uses different things to get us into a place to submit to what he wants us to do and to wear that costume. 
But God is going to be faithful just like he always has. And the enemy has already been. Thank you, the pastor. That's 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 a blessing right there. I could feel that cool air. So the enemy is after your heart. He wants to put you into captivity to render you powerless, less power and less power and less power until you are without power in your life. He likes to usurp the power because remember, that's how he started it all. If any of you studied the book of Genesis about Adam and Eve, that's how the devil started off. What he did was he usurped the power and dominion and authority that was given to Adam and Eve. So a lot of times people say, well, why did God give the devil power? And why, 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 why wouldn't he just take all his power? Well, he, where he lost his position for one, he lost his anointing for one. But when he came onto the earth, what was he looking for? Power, position, authority. And that's why he saw Adam. Why did he focus on Adam? He focused on Adam because Adam was given the power. Adam was given the dominion and the authority over even the animals. I'm getting warmed up, y'all. Because the word is good. Even when you study the word, Pastor Noah, or the ministers, when you're up here, God's still pouring so much. It doesn't just stop. You have to turn it and control it because the word will come out like a flood and just sweep you away. And then y'all got to bring me back. So, But he saw Adam and he wanted to usurp now where he was. He wasn't in the heavens anymore. Now he was on the earth. Now I got to... Like a like a, a person who gets out of prison and they they now they had a gang in prison. Now they get let out. And what are they doing? They're going to try to form a gang outside of prison now. And so he wasn't in prison. He was in heaven, but he was he lost position. God's authority and opposition was automatic when he went against God Almighty. So when he saw Adam, there he was. How can I get his authority? That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. And he watched them and he studied them to see how he can gain access to get their authority. Today in our life, we're given authority in our life. We have authority in our families. We have authority over ourselves. And a lot of times people in the world will say, oh, well, if God was so powerful, if God was so good, why, why does he let this happen? Why does he let that happen? See, that's one lie of the enemy. That's one lie of the enemy. And he pulls you with that to say, see, if you were walking with me, I would get people back. I would cause people to die on your behalf. I would make them pay. I'm strong. I'm powerful. But in reality, God is in control of our lives because we have received him into our lives. It's not automatic. God is not controlling and ruling over everybody. He said, I stand at the door and knock. And if it's trick or treat, everybody's running to the door. See whose costume, what, 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 what costume they have on. You know, when you're passing out candy, you want to see who's knocking at the door. I remember one year, my brother had a, a costume with three heads, three alien heads. <laughs> And I had a little cheap thing and we were going everywhere. All the old people wanted to see his costume. 
because it was fascinating. But he's knocking on the door to gain access into our hearts so he can pervert our heart against God and steal our authority. If you remember when there was the demonized man and he was uh, demonized, full of demons, and he asked Jesus, could you put me into the pigs? What do you guys think about that? Do you ever think about that? Why the pigs? Why did God let them go into the pigs? Well, authority was already taken when Adam fell for the deception. He fell for deception. So once he allowed that access, that's why you see animals that attack and animals are wild in the world. All these years later, this is a fallen world. And after that access was given by the enemy, what happened? Adam and Eve's sons had committed what? One of them committed the first murder that ever happened in the, in the planet. And sometimes we look at today and we say, all this stuff is going on. All this, oh, the world's so bad. It's so much going on. But in reality, as soon as we give up our authority, a whole lot has already happened. As soon as we give up our authority in our life, a whole lot has already happened in our heart. So what what am I saying? Where there is vision, we reveal where the enemy is working against us in our life. Matthew 10, 16 and 17. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents who are scheming on you, right? Isn't it the people who act like snakes? Don't we call people that? They're just such a snake. Why? Because they're coming after you. The enemy, come, he came after them with a strategy. So when the Bible says, therefore, be wise as serpents, but be gentle as doves, harmless as doves. When we're in this world, we're going to come under attacks. And when we talk about the enemy coming in and, and abusing us, he wants to dominate us in our life. He wants to control and intimidate us with fear. He wants us to be okay with being afraid. He wants us to be in a position where we don't want to speak out on God too much because we think he's going to be on our trail like a bloodhound. So we only say so much. But God is declaring a boldness with our words today, not at people, but speaking in the dominion realm that we've been we've been restored to. So when you receive Jesus Christ into your life and you're baptized and you go down and you come up and you receive the life and power of God's spirits. You now have your authority and dominion restored just like Adam did. This needs to hit you right now. Everything he had dominion over, you now have dominion over. Legal dominion over. The devil's job is to make you not understand everything has been restored to you. So he will keep you walking around as if you still don't really have any authority. Letting him abuse you. 
Letting him come in your house even though you don't want him there. Opening the door. Letting him uh, uh, abuse your children. Letting him control your home. Not taking your authority that God has given you. See, the blood of Jesus is speaking in all power even today. God didn't send his son just to die so you could wear a charm on your neck. He didn't send his son to die so you can wear another costume in church. He sent his son to die so you can be fully redeemed and walk in all power. My God, help me. It's time to take all those goodwill clothes that the devil had put on your life and bring on the new garment. I ain't got nothing against goodwill because I found some deals up in there. I just have to have my disclaimers on. I'm just saying, because, uh, you know, goodwill, goodwill have it going on sometimes. But what I'm trying to say is the old costumes of Satan, it's time to remove them from yourself. Some of them that you put on are constricting and pulling everything in where you can't breathe. And God said, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. If you ever been married and some, your spouse come home with a $5,000 dress or suit on and talking about so-and-so bought that for me. Take it off. <laughs> take it back and give them that back. I'll buy you your clothes. And that's what God is saying today. I bought your clothes. I bought your wardrobe. I bought you the finest. I bought you a robe of righteousness that even when someone tries to touch it, it's so powerful, their their DNA falls off of it. Even when somebody tries to throw a stain at it, that, that, that robe is so amazing, the stain just rolls off. It's bulletproof. Matter of fact, it stops fiery darts thrown by the enemy. My goodness, can I get some help in here? It's a robe that you're going to put on, but you got to take all that other stuff off because it won't fit right. When we get dressed, we ain't putting on five outfits for one day. So we got to remove all of the outfits that we have worn in the old man. I'm going to finish up real quick, but I'm just saying, God is saying we have to uncover the costumes of Satan. Because he will have you dressed up for the wrong occasion, showing up to the wrong party on the right day, and you will go into a place and God will reveal the demonic warfare that you just walked up into. The devil likes to expose things with, he, try, he likes to hide things with darkness and hide things. That's why witches and warlocks and, and, and the devil likes darkness and, and, and he doesn't like light. 
Because why? If he makes everything appear dark, he can show up like he's the light switch. He can show up and say, you ever seen somebody? I saw a movie. I don't remember what it was called. But if I can create a whole bunch of problems and I created them, I can be the solution because I created the problem. But without me, there wouldn't have been no problems. No need for my solutions because I was the problem. Satan is the problem. Without him, you don't need his solution because he's out of the problem. There's, my goodness, let me slow down. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Let me looking at me like that. Pastor, the only one laughing. All right, Pastor. All right, let's move on. So let's talk about darkness. The word occult is derived from a Latin word that means concealed. That's why people talk about, oh, you know, they were in the occult. And when people get delivered and they, they, they get saved and baptized and they come into the church, yeah. why, why sometimes do we still see issues in our lives? Because we have given the devil legal access and some practices we won't stop doing because our flesh is still controlling things. The flesh is still picking out the costume. You got that nice robe waiting to be worn with the bulletproof, bullet ballistics. It's got, you open up the, uh, the, the, the wings and it's got all these secret compartments. It's, it's got anointing, it's got water, it's got life, it's got power, it's got a new dance, it's got worship, it's got angels singing. And when you open up the, the, the robe of righteousness, you can hear the angels worshiping God saying, holy, holy, holy. It's got your prayer weapons in it. Oh my goodness. It's got the power to treat people the way God told you to treat them, not the way they treat you. That's the power in that robe. But the devil has that costume waiting on you. But he hides it. He conceals it. He's covert. He he doesn't want you knowing he's sneaking up on you. When we turn away from God, we call it spiritual adultery. And that's what he's wanting. He's, He's trying to lure you away out of your own home. He wants you outside of your own heart, see, because God redeemed our heart and he circumcised and purified it. So the devil's looking back like, man, what can I send to them to get inside their heart? You have to learn to ignore his knock. Do not go outside and see who it is. See, some of us think we can fight the enemy in our own flesh and strength, and that is not the battle. The battle is not of flesh and blood, but it is, it's an unseen battle. It's a spiritual battle. The warfare is against principalities, evil rulers, darkness in high places. And I like what Pastor was talking about before I came up here. And he was saying that some people that that appear to be your friends in this world are exactly the ones the enemy sent into your life. And and sometimes they look good. They sound good. Their words are sweet. Their words, if you're dealing with rejection, he's going to send someone to make you feel wanted. If you never got over that rejection that happened to you, he's going to know 
what he can send you. He's going to send you the, uh, the uh, costume of protection and acceptance and love. That's how people get involved in gangs. And you wonder, how is all this gangs going on? And most of those young men and women have never got over the spirit of rejection. They got the costume on and they proudly wear it and they stand there hardcore all up in the plan of the enemy, throwing up their sets and shooting each other, killing one another. But it's a costume that the enemy gave them and they need to take it off. God is waiting. We want to talk really quick about being bewitched. It's to influence or affect especially injuriously by witchcraft or to spells or to attract the power of witchcraft. This can also be word curses, but people are very bold with witchcraft right now. There's people that I know, they, 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 they pronounce that they're witches, they're not, they're not hiding it. And they're like, you know, people just need to stop judging us and saying what's wrong because we're not doing anything wrong. That's just... People in the church, Christians say we're doing something wrong. We're not wrong. See, but they're being bold because they've been wearing that costume for so long. It's part of who they are now. And we as the body of Christ have to learn how to walk in spiritual warfare. Through the disobedience of Adam, Satan became the ruler of the realm of authority originally committed to Adam by God. Now he wants to usurp your authority. He wants your desires and full control. What does he want? Ultimately, he wants to be worshipped. Ultimately, he wants to be worshipped. Worship is obedience in spirit and in truth. Doing everything God tells you to do. Being in a position to obey God. Going to God to hear what he wants to say for you to do. See, this that medicine. That's why I had to talk about that applesauce because I want to be convicted. I want God to deal with my heart. I want God to reveal in me anything that's working in my life that's not from him. That's what this altar is for. Come on up. Leave it up here. Turn it over to God. Put the blood on it and remove the legal access of the enemy. Put the blood over your life and say, stop, keep out. You should switch the signs around and tell every demon in hell, beware. Don't enter this perimeter because I am faith filled. I got the Holy Ghost. I don't want to hurt you, but I will. I don't want to tear you up, but I'll tear you up. You come on in my perimeter if you want to. Don't interrupt me while I'm praising my God. Don't interrupt me while I'm in worship and prayer. But no, what do we do? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me see who that is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Lord, I'll be back. Lord, I'll be back. And we allow people to walk all in God's territory, his presence, his place that we are supposed to set for him. And we let people come in and out when they want to interrupt you. There's no time for God. There's no real place for God. You just set it to be whatever it works for you and everybody else. But he said, don't give place for the devil. Walk in power. 
so you don't fall on down and become a casualty of this war. I don't know what this word coming from, but I'm going to preach it because I'm going to teach it. John 20, 21, and I'm almost done, y'all. But when God sent Jesus Christ, he went as the second and final Adam to fulfill the plan of the Father all along. That we were going to have dominion. That God's kingdom was going to come. His will was going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ain't nothing new. But if we sitting back like we're watching a movie, we are going to be spectators when we're supposed to be in the field. We're not angels. We don't have to world with angels. Our, our warfare looks different. Our warfare looks like this. Walk in the fruit of the spirit. So you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the fruit of the spirit. So you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the devil is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking to see who he may devour. He will love to sift you as wheat like Job and fully destroy you. But God has given you full power. And he, when Jesus, he, he loved us so much. When Jesus was here, he was so in love with his, his people, his family. But he knew he was going to have to go back. But he said, I have to go on, y'all, because I'm going to send one back that has to come for you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not here just so you could feel good in church. He is your deliverer. He is your way maker. He is your power. He is your advocate. He is your guide. He is the one who's going to keep you on the path to keep you from falling down and going the wrong way. He will give you the discerning of spirits when someone's dealing with you and you don't know, is they right or are they wrong? Should I make this deal? Should I not? Should I go here? Should I stay? Should I let them stay? Should I not? We have an advocate. We have a counselor. And he's not into costume jewelry. Matter of fact, he said he will give us according to his riches and glory. Ain't no costume stuff going on here. Ain't no fake stuff going on here. I like that robe. You may not see it right here. You may see this outer man. But I know the robe I wear. I know the spiritual authority I walk in. It doesn't make me boast in myself, but it makes me boast in the Lord. We, we, we don't stop sinning. We don't stop sinning because we're good people. We stop sinning because we have the power of God in our life. I don't preach the gospel to condemn you. I preach the gospel so you can be set free. You should be preaching the gospel so people can be set free. Not to condemn people. Not to make people religious. Not to make them put on a new costume. You don't need no church costume. You need a robe of righteousness. And that's all you need. There was a place when, when Joseph in the Bible, he was given a coat of many colors. But guess what? 
Quickly, his brothers took that robe and put animal blood on it and tore it up. And that was the end of that little robe. I'm sorry, I'm telling you the truth. You ever get something so great, it might be a position, it might be a person you, you got married, you married the love of your life. Oh, man. But, but once the enemy gets through attacking, that little thing be busted up. They'll go tell the father that you did. See, the, the, the devil will try to accuse the brethren. He'll try to go to Father God and say, they out of the game. They're out of the race. We didn't lock that one up in prison. Your son or your daughter ain't here. That's how the devil wants to do us. You out the game. I took that little colorful coat you gave him, all them gifts, all them. See, he, God gives us gifts without repentance. So if God called you to sing like the angels, you're going to sing before you know God. But God is saying, just like he sent Jesus to reconcile, we have to reconcile every gift he gives us back to the Father. Yes, yes. All these people who have power and anointing in the world and gifts, that's from God. Every good thing's from God. But the devil has usurped the authority of the gifts of so many. And he's prostituted them. He's prostituted their gifts. You better get it right. I'm almost done. Because I'm about to close. Because i got to preach this thing. I'm about to get, get in trouble myself, Lord. I repent right now. I ain't trying to be funny. I repent. And I, I, I repent and renounce anything that I don't even know about, God. You just, your word just make me want to get in the right place. Sometimes if you try to put your robe of righteousness on and, and your, your gut is too big, it's not you. It's all that extra stuff you got on. It's all that extra stuff you've been taking in. All that candy. You've been sitting up there just eating and taking in the world and taking in everything the devil's been giving you. He bringing you a pot of witch stew. And you, hmm, what's this? Because you're so hungry. Starved out, not fellowshipping with the Lord, not letting the Holy Spirit massage your heart. So soon as a relationship come on, you, you act like you never had a friend. You'll be friends with anybody. Jesus said he's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. You need to get some boundaries in your life. Stop being so hungry and thirsty and, and ashy and dry out. Water is supposed to flow. Living water is supposed to flow from your belly. But you are, you know, dry, mouth dry, smacking, spitting, because you're thirsty. We get so thirsty because we're not in the presence of God. And here come the enemy. I got this water jet pack. You could put this on. It can make, you could walk for 50 days and still have a supply of water. And I'm like, where am I going for 50 days? Where, I don't even need that. You putting on stuff you don't even need. God is going to supply you. Anyway, this may not have been what y'all thought I was going to talk about, but this is what the Lord told me to talk about. Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Believers are also identified in Christ with him in his exaltation. 
The resurrected Christ holds the key of death and Hades in Revelation 1 and 18. And Matthew 28, 18, it says all authority in heaven and earth is now vested in Christ and transmitted to his disciples as they what? Obey him. Worship. Trade the word worship and replace it with the word obey with a willing heart. Instead of saying worship, say, you know what? I obey God with a willing heart in spirit and in truth. What does that sound like? What does that look like? Because sometimes for us to connect what it means to worship, a lot of times we just think quiet. And a lot of times we just think, hmm. You know, that old hum. Like we got, no. Worship is obeying God in power, fighting warfare, worrying for your children, praying for your children, putting the, the prayers on your spouse, covering them, covering those ones. You know those ones that be cutting up, but demanding the prayers, demanding that the enemy take his hands off of them. Remember when Moses' Moses' uh, sister, Miriam, they sisters was making fun of him because he married an Ethiopian woman. Y'all know that? Some, it was some racism even in Bible days. Don't be tricked. Don't let people take you down no racism war. We are of the blood. That's what we are. Don't get caught up in this political drama and this little, it's petty and it's another costume. It's a political costume called the Democrat and the Republican and all these other parties. They just keep, keep creating another one. It's another way to just get in your mind and control you and get you to submit to something. Don't be fooled. But all this was existed back in Bible days, and I'm almost through. I'm about to close. But they were making fun of Moses because uh, he married an Ethiopian woman. And guess what happened to them? Who knows what happened to them in the Bible? They got struck with what, brother? Leprosy. Which is a disease of the what? The skin. The outside. They were laughing at something on the outside and they got struck with something on the outside. Why did I bring that up? Because we have to stay focused and pray for those ones who come after us. It's not that person. It's not that person that did it. It's the devil using them because they're still in a costume. He prayed over that sister. They had to come to Moses for prayer. My God. I think that's powerful because God wouldn't have allowed them to come if he wasn't going to pray for them. He's not going to allow people to come back in your presence if you're not supposed to pray for them. He said, pray for your enemies. Uh-huh. Don't hate nobody. It's not worth it. Hatred is a work of the flesh. It's not of the spirit. God hates sin. He is the redeemer. He's the avenger. Better than the avengers that the marbles came out of. Revenge is a sin. Did you know that? Forgiveness is power. Because again, worship is obedience with a loving heart and a willing heart to do what God says. If he said lay out on the floor, worship is laying out on the floor. If he said get up and dance and run around your house and break free and get rid of all that stuff you have hidden in your house, get rid of it. That's worship. Put in before the Lord and doing all that he called you to do. When the angels worship, it's because they have specific roles that they're supposed to be doing. 
Man, I ain't wearing no costumes no more, man. I'm feeling like I'm trying to tell somebody something. I'm going to finish with a few points. We will be done in about five minutes, and I'm promising you that. I want to go over these points because I think they're uh, important when we're talking about costumes. So I'm going to just read through these. You can, you can get these notes if you want them. I can share them with them. It's no problem. Share, share them with you. Excuse me. So the access, because these are the things God is. He is love. He is life. He is power. He is acceptance. And the devil is already defeated. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Colossians 1.13. God has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Man, he wrote on my heart and then he translated me into a kingdom. Man, I t- I, if you don't know this man. I- wow, he wrote on my heart an epistle and then he translated me into the kingdom of his son. Who else could do that that you know? Anyway. All right, costume of the enemy. He's going to come as the sheep, but he's really a wolf. He's coming at the light, but he's really darkness. He's coming with lies, but he's going to tell you it's the truth. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to deny the power of the blood and baptism. He wants you to deny that because that's where your power is. And then he wants to come with all deception. 2 Corinthians 2.11, your enemy will masquerade as an angel of light. And place people in your life to lead you astray. He wants to deceive you into uh, looking good. And um, oh, he wants to give you what looks good and tastes good so you can ingest it and take it in and receive these things into your heart. First Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good character. Acts 13, 10, you are a child of the field and the enemy of everything that is right. I don't know if I copied this scripture right. Somebody could look that up for me. You are full of all kinds of deceit. Okay, this is talking to the enemy. And trickery. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you ever stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? And that's the behaviors you see of people. uh, Perverting the, the right ways of the Lord. The treats wrapped. I already said that. Galatians 5. Now, this is one I got to read all the way through because we talked about the flesh, and I'm going to end with this. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. So when you think it's you, it's a costume. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emotions, excuse me, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such the like of which I tell you before, and I have also told you in some past, that this will, if you do these things, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. So all of those things is a work of the flesh, and that's why the enemy has to get you in a costume, because Obviously, if you were clear that what you were doing is hurting God and it's against the will of God in your life, most of the time you won't do it unless you're in bondage and addiction and the devil just has full power over you. But I want to pray before we finish and I want to pray that um, 
Any secret thing that the enemy is doing in your life is revealed. And I'm going to end with that as far as the word, because I could go on with that. This is an extensive study. Um, whenever I teach on deliverance or anything, deception of the enemy, um, it, it usually takes more than one meeting just because there's so much. Um, there's so much of uh, different ways people have demon spirits. What do you how do you get free? How do you get over? What's the difference between an addiction and a demonic oppression? There's so much to it. And uh, maybe I can put some stuff together for later down the road, but I'll talk to pastor about that. But uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I know we might have thought we were going to talk about something different, but this is the word the Lord gave me. And sometimes I, I like to preach a certain way, but sometimes God will lead me to talk about specific things. And a lot of times that's where I will go or if I have time, if I don't, I'll just be obedient to the Lord and share it the way he wants it. So in closing, if you all could stand so we can pray really quick and then I'll turn it back over to pastor. But we talked about authority. We talked about the costumes of the enemy. We talked about the deception and how he's knocking on your door and he wants to get in and get access to your heart. And he wants to take your authority and power that God gave you. And a lot of times we don't know, but sometimes you have to know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to exempt anybody from this or, or exclude anyone, but deliverance is the bread for God's children. So what that means is the Lord takes legal authority over you and he, rest, he restores you to himself. Now he has legal authority in your life. Okay. So deliverance now, when the devil tries to come and have access to you, he sees that God now is in front of you. The blood is in front of you. And a lot of times we get out in front of the blood and we want to do things our way and do what we want. And we're in the flesh. That's why I read about the works of the flesh. So first of all, you have to know that God can save you from whatever it is that you're bound in. It doesn't matter secret. It doesn't matter what it is. Accept him, receive him. Turn your way, you turn everything over that you've been holding into. Receive the Lord. Let that old man go down and come up in a new life in Jesus and in all his power. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Get delivered. Clean out your house, your heart. Clean it out so the devil won't have a place to come and hang out whenever he wants to. And then you just continue to pray and walk in the word. So let's pray. Father God, we know you are here with us today and you you are the great warrior. You battle on our behalf. You intercede on the right hand of the father and you are interceding for us even now. We come to you with a grateful heart. We are grateful that you loved us. Grateful that you plucked us from the fire. Grateful that you plucked us. You pulled us out of the muck and the mire of the things we've done. And, and, and the people we became entangled and wrapped up with, oh, Father God. And you rescued us. Set us on a course, oh God. To be free. To be set free. Fill us with your power. Touch us even now, Father God. Set up guards, set up perimeter guards right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that our angels are on assignment even now, wherever we go. I come against fear even now. I bind up fear right now in the name of Jesus.
The Lord rebuke every foul spirit in this house right now. We stand against pornography and lewdness in the name of Jesus. We come against every demonic front that would try to stand in the face of God. We come against every demonic alliance that has formed against us and the body of Christ. I pray right now a hedge of protection over every family that's represented here today. They will be protected from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. We plead the blood of Jesus over our life even now. We walk in the power of the blood. We allow the blood to speak on our behalf. And we thank you, Lord. Do the work in us. Complete the work in us, O God. And if anyone doesn't know you, if anyone hasn't been filled or touched by your love, O God, let them feel yourself pulling them closer to you even now, Father God. That they could receive all your goodness and all your greatness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.